Lord, Lord, so much is going on, Lord, in our busy lives. So many distractions, Lord, come our way. Lord God, and I, I, from the bottom of my heart, Lord, every single person present here today was meant to be here today, Lord. I know that you are speaking to us, Lord. I know that you want to keep us, Lord, so close to your heart. But we can get just distracted and off track, Lord. And we can put things before you. And I pray, Lord God, that everyone in this room will hold on to their crown. And not let anything or anyone ever come in the way. Lord, in this beautiful relationship that you offer us. I pray that they will not let anyone Take that away, Lord. Nothing in this world is is worth, Lord, the free gift of salvation. Lord, we cannot buy this. We cannot work, dear God, to attain this, Lord. It is freely given from you. And how we trample, Lord, how we trample upon it, Jesus, how we play games with you, Jesus. Lord, how that word backslidden, Lord, is is just used, Lord, so easily, Lord. Why it, it doesn't have to be part of our testimony, Jesus. We can just live a pure and a holy life, dear God. And when struggles come, when struggles come, Jesus, we can just turn to you. Lord, keep us. Keep us, Lord. Holy Spirit, take away the things that are not of you. Everyone present in this room, minister to their hearts right now. Show them the things they have to let go of. What is it, Lord? Is it a relationship, Jesus? Is it family? Is it our dreams, our goals, our aspirations that don't line up with your will? Show us, Jesus. Is it sin? Is it bitterness? Is it pride? Is it selfish ambition? Jesus, Lord, take away anything that can hinder me from being closer to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, move. Spirit, move. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are in control. Lord, we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. I feel God so much right now and I feel like crying. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay. We can all turn to Mark 435.
we're talking about stormy seasons in our lives. And I know that this can, everyone can relate to this today, but today I'm mainly speaking to the Christian, to the follower of Jesus Christ tonight. We all go through our stormy seasons, through storms, through trials, through just hard times. And in these times, we think we can never get past these things. Like, you can't even, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow type of thing. During these storms, you, you feel alone. You feel like nobody can relate to you. And there's just darkness all around you. Can anybody relate to that? You feel like no matter how much you cry out to God, he can't hear you. That's the type of storm I'm talking about. A storm can be anything for us. What may be a storm for me may not be a storm for you. Maybe a loss of a family member, a friend. A relationship you have to let go of or that went wrong. It can be any such thing. And through those storms... Awesome things happen. You might not see it when you're there, but when you get past them, you can rejoice and you can let out a big sigh and go, <sighs> right? And you can look back at those storms and, like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I was going through that. And who got you through that? Jesus. Jesus is always there. God Almighty is always there for you. And he will get you through these things. And I feel like us in this room today, the believers, we're going through a season in our lives right now where we're being stretched in ways we've never been stretched before. We're seeing things we've never been seeing before. And that's because God is taking us to the next level. He is going to allow you to experience this pain so that you may be complete and mature. He's going to let you go through trials. And we're going to read right now in Mark 4:35. This is a short message, but a much-needed message for myself and for many in this room, I know. We're going to read, um, you guys all there? Mark 4, oh, it's up. Mark 4:35. It says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. Hold on, I can't read. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Come on. Here are the disciples, and they're on a boat with Jesus. They're in the boat with Jesus, okay? At this point, they've already seen Jesus heal. They've already seen demons be casted out. They've seen Jesus get down. How, you know, they've seen, experienced his power. 
And here, the minute that it starts getting a little hard, the minute it gets a little scary, they're crying out and saying, Jesus, are you going to let this happen to us? How many times have we gone through situations and storms and we've seen God's power in our lives before, but when we're in the storm again, we feel so far away and we feel like God is not going to help us. God is not there and God does not hear us. Every time I read this, like when I first got saved, I was like, man, if I was in the boat with Jesus, I wouldn't be scared. After experiencing everything, witnessing all the things he had done before, I would just be chilling. But you know what? I can say that reading that. Just, I would be fine. But how about now in my situation right now? You know, I know Jesus has gotten me. I've experienced his power. I've seen him move in mighty ways, and many of you here have. But when the storm comes, we are, God, where are you? Are you going to let this happen to me? I can't believe this is going to happen to me again. You know, we doubt. We doubt the living God. And what does he say? The minute they call out to him, they go to him. Of course, these are followers of Jesus Christ. They know to go to him. And he helps them out. Just like that, Jesus always shows up. And he says, quiet and be still. He says, why are you afraid? Do you think that after a time in your relationship with God, you're just going to stop being afraid? When are we going to learn to just trust in him? When are we going to learn to just put all of our faith in him and not in us? The reason why we freak out when we have trials and tribulations is because we don't have that control anymore. We don't have the power any longer. The minute you can't buy your way out of something, the minute you can't go to your mom or your dad to help you out, go to a teacher or something, the minute your, all your resources are gone, that's when we freak out. And we say, God, where are you? Are you going to let this happen to me? And he says, do you still have no faith? We can't do anything without faith. Can we do anything without faith? That is how we're saved. We're saved through grace by faith, right? That's how we're saved. So we can't do anything. It says in Romans 1.17, the righteous will live by faith. If we're righteous, we claim to be righteous. We need to live by faith. All right? In Romans 14.23, anything that does not come by faith is sin. We are sinning when we claim to know God, when we claim to, to follow him. And do not act out in faith. It's a sin. It's a sin for us to doubt the living God. When he says something, that's his word. Let it be done. We are sinning against him. All right? In our Christian walk with God, we are going to go through trials. Like it says in James 1.1, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be complete and mature, not lacking anything. You don't go through these storms just so God can play with you and see how much you love him. You go through these storms because he loves you, because he wants you to be complete and mature, because he wants to take you to the next level, because he wants to push you. It hurts. It definitely hurts, but God is going to take you to that next level. Everything you didn't have before you're going to have after this trial. You can look back. You can be a stronger person, a stronger Christian to go out and teach others and tell them, you know what, come on this boat with me. Look at what it says here in the beginning where Jesus calms the storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. He said that to the disciples. 
He took them into that boat. Those were his followers. There's some people in this room, you lack faith because you haven't even gone over to the other side. You haven't even gotten on the boat, and that's why you lack faith. You turn to God only when you have troubles. You turn to God when it gets hard. What about the other days? What about the rest of the year? You need to get on that boat so you can even call on the name of Jesus. You need to get on that boat because the word of God says that he only hears the prayers of who? A righteous man. A righteous man. So when you cry out to God and you say he doesn't hear you, are you even living for God? Are you on that boat? We need to get on that boat to begin with. All right? This is a new level, guys. Jesus is coming back. This, the Christian walk is not for weak little people. If people think that we're pushovers, people think this is not for you. The Christian walk is for soldiers, ambassadors for Jesus Christ. He's ready to take you to the next level. And if you're going to give up the minute a little rain starts pouring on you, you need to start swimming back to shore because this is not for you. God Almighty is calling you to go out and preach the gospel to all nations where you will be persecuted. Persecuted. And I'm not talking about someone spitting on your Bible. I'm not talking about someone talking behind your back or walking away from you. I'm talking about someone will put a gun to your head and say, if you claim Jesus, you are gone. That is the type of soldier he is raising. A soldier does not go into battle and gets led his way by someone holding their hand. That soldier is going to work hard. He's going to sweat. He's going to starve. He's going to go through hunger. He's going to go through thirst. He's going to go through some trials. People are going to yell at him. They're going to discipline him. What makes you any different? What makes me any different? Thinking that I'm going to patty cake my way through this. The storms are coming and we have to be ready. We have to be ready to trust, to have faith in him. We cannot do anything without faith. And this is it. This is the message. Jesus wants you. He wants all of us to come to him, to trust in him. My sister and I were having a conversation the other day. There's this woman that I love. She loves her too. Heidi Baker. You guys know her? The missionary. And, she, and Heidi Baker endured some tough times. She had this sickness. She was about to die. And my sister asked me, Why do you think that God would allow such a woman who loves God, has such a beautiful heart for God, to go through such things? And I said, because of her faith. Because he knew that that would make her complete and mature. He knew that she would persevere. He knew, he knows our hearts, and he knows how much we can handle. He's never going to put something on us we cannot handle. When we go through trials and tribulations, he is going to provide a way out, and he is faithful in this. He will never let you go through a storm you cannot handle. He is right there with you. Or is he a liar? He said he would never leave you or forsake you. Never leave you. You are never alone. When you are in your darkest hour, you know that he is right there with you. Instead of crying and complaining and and not being able to hear his voice, he says, be still. Be still, he says. When you're crying and you're complaining and you're saying, I can't do this, Why don't you take some time and ask him, why am I going through this? What are you showing me? Where are you taking me, Jesus? We need to take some time. Be still. Be quiet. The Lord, in Exodus 14, 14, we learn, it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. 
You're not fighting alone. You're not in this world alone when you're with Jesus. You're not. He's right there with you. The Lord is testing us. He has every right to test us. If you want to come into his throne, prove yourself to him. Of course, we're saved, yes. But do we want to barely make it? Or do we want to take some people with us? I want to take my mother, my father. You got some people you want to take with you, Adam? Let's come on. You got some people you want to take with you, Susie? Anybody else? We want to take some soldiers with us too. I don't want to take anybody else, people who want Jesus, who are ready to fight for Jesus. This world, we will compete. We will fight over things. We will compete in, in races. We will compete over jobs, titles. We need to fight for this. We need to fight and hold on to this. This means more than any material possession. Our salvation, our relationship with God means more than anything else. I remember when I was in 18 and I did some, some pageant competitions, they told me, you need to take an extra dress, extra pair of shoes, and all these things I needed to take with me. And I was like, what? What's going on? Because the other girls will tear up your, your, your shoes, they'll tear up your dresses because they wanted to win so bad. They're willing to sabotage the other person to get what they want. See, if the world is, is, is willing to go through to such measures to get what they want, what are we willing to do? I'm not saying sabotage your neighbor or anything like that. What I'm saying is, what are you willing to pay for this? What am I willing to pay for this? This is a wake-up call to all of us. We all, we want Jesus. Let's fight for it. And the minute we go through a trial, we need to turn to him and just say, Lord, you are in control. You are in control, Jesus. And I thank you so much, Jesus. We're going to pray. And we're going to bring out into small groups. Lord God Almighty, I thank you, dear God, right now, Lord, for the storms, dear God, for the trials, dear God, that you bring our way. We know, dear God, that you are taking us somewhere. We know that you are showing us something. And I pray, dear God, that we will stay strong in our faith. We will stand firm, Lord. We will hold on to your word and to your promises, Jesus. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that Every person in this room, dear God, if they are struggling with anything, they will let it be known tonight, Lord, so that, Lord, we may keep them accountable, Lord, and that the sin, dear God, may not grow and continue to spread and, and create even bigger sin, Jesus. I pray, Lord, Father God, that, that you teach each and every person here something tonight. Lord God, we know you love us. Regardless, you love us. But, Lord, I pray that we will show you how much we love you. I pray that our faith, dear God, may not be dead, Lord, but that we may show you, dear God, by our actions how much we trust you, how much we believe you, Lord, when you say you are there. I pray, Lord, Father God, for more, Jesus, for more of you, Jesus. More, dear God, in the darkest hours, I pray that we will be still, dear God, to hear your voice. Be still, Lord God Almighty, to hear the plan, dear God, to hear what's next, Jesus. I know that you speak to us, Lord. I know that you speak to many, many, many of us, Jesus. But, Lord, are we listening? Forgive us if we're not listening. I pray that tonight, Lord, in the small group, you may uproot the things that are not of you. If it's a leader, Lord God Almighty, it doesn't matter, Lord. Uproot the things that are not of you. 
Holy Spirit, take over. You are in control. We thank you so much for meeting us here. And just have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.